Happy Friday, Facebook. And do I have a treat for you today? And the reason I said I is because we are going to flip the script a little bit. We're going to put Catherine Wells, our chief inspiration maverick, on the other side of the mic here where we talk about a really important project to her and also to the Mavericks, communication. So stick with us while we dive deep into the why, the how, and the reason behind some of Catherine's pretty amazing work. Welcome back. And instead of turning it over to Catherine, I'm going to ask Catherine to tell us a little bit about this other job that she has, or maybe your full-time <laughs> job from the Serenity. So let's get a little background on, on kind of Serenity and what you've been working on over there. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Francis. And it's kind of fun to be on the other side of the table, so to speak, although yeah. we're, we're virtual. That's right. Um, and haven't actually seen each other, which is so I bizarre, know, in know. person since... February when we got back from a Boston trade Boston show. Trip, that's right. That's right. And for those of you who don't know, um, we were at a hotel right next to the super spreader event in Boston at the end of February. Very yeah. interesting. So a little, um, bit. a little bit. Oh my gosh. So many things and life has right. changed so much for all of us. It has. And we've been so lucky, I think, on the show to talk with people who are really upbeat and, and mm -hmm. doing great things during COVID. Um, right. One of the things that we have done during COVID is this communication plan, the first 14 days mm -hmm. after someone moves into senior care. And this is a Mavericks of Senior Living project mm -hmm. that Serenity then took and built upon. So it's really a collaboration and it's a collaboration from people all across senior care. We have been like unbelievably lucky or um, just attracted the right people, I think, to who know that change will make a difference in the way we age. And we're all aging, so we want to age well. Yes. And, yeah, and, yeah. and we want it to be and, and the easiest road or the best life possible road. There's so many different ways that people say it. And what we found in our research under Mavericks is that 80% of lawsuits against senior living providers or anyone in senior care is related to the first 14 days of care. So hold on one second. I want to hit this point really, yeah. really hard. They're saying the first two weeks, 80% mm -hmm. of your lawsuits. Yeah. I mean, that is a big stinking number. I mean- it is. And and it makes sense when you really kind of play it out. Okay. It's not that the lawsuits happen in those two weeks. They can happen down the road. Okay. But they have traced back to where did it start? And it's related to the first 14 days of care. Okay. And as you can imagine, it's the first 14 days where you begin to build a trusted partnership with the family. So it comes back to that idea of trust, that the, the ability that the family trusts what you're telling them, trusts what you're doing. They can almost see your good work, right? They can, they can see your good work. They believe that you are doing what you say you do okay. and, and you set expectations appropriately. So if you're not setting expectations appropriately, and this happens all the time, and it's, it's not because people don't care. It's not because people are trying to hide something or 
um, you know, be nefarious in any way, that is just not the case. I find that 99% of the people in senior care are completely altruistic here because they love older adults and they want to make a difference. So I don't think it's a people problem. I think it's a systems problem. I think our systems have organically grown and we haven't really thought through the whole impact on family members, on the, the impact of the older adult when this expectation setting changes. And I think I talked about this maybe in one of our very first ones, Francis, mm-hmm. can you believe it's just been like a year, About a year, right? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Crazy. It's since we did our first one, I think mm-hmm. we're at episode, this might be episode 58 or 59 we're doing. Wow, right? it's pretty cool. So we should celebrate yeah, a little should. bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but in that, um, in that second episode that we did, you interviewed me about serenity Correct. and yeah. I talked about this passion that I have, which is, I believe that when somebody is transitioned into residential care, there should be a social worker or somebody like that involved. Doesn't have to be a social worker, but somebody with the skill set to sit down with family, with the care staff that's going to be taking care of their loved one and say, here's what senior living is. Mm -hmm. And my friend Aaron Webb, who is the CEO of Catholic Health Initiatives, says, he sits down and says, and here's what senior living is not. And I really want to give him credit for that because that is something we don't always think through. I hmm. don't know. When I put mom and dad in, I'm thinking they yeah. take care of everything, right? But they don't. There's no boundary set. So you're left in this void almost of of kind of guessing almost. And when those guessing or the misassumptions or the poor assumptions or the lack of clarity, that's where you create the confusion. That's where you create the other issues that arise. And, and I think that's evident by what we're talking about here is the key here is communication, communication and expectation setting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, it's not hard, which is the beautiful thing. So the, if this is a systems issue, we actually know where in the system to look. Yeah. And it's those first 14 days. So this collaborative, amazing team got together. There were um, gerontologists, researchers. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this on some previous shows. Mm-hmm. They're all listed in the booklet so you can see who was involved. Mm-hmm. And really, it is about how do um, we help the staff understand what the mindset of the family might be during that process. And as they do that, then we also give them ways. And this is where serenity kind of, let me back up actually. The collaborative circle um, put together a calendar for here's what we think. And let me pull that up real quick. I have that calendar right here. So let me give me a second while I pull that book up here. And I want to show, show that calendar right here. And this, you know, to us, to me is really important, right? I mean, if you think about it, it takes the guesswork out. And, and as an administrator and, you know, overseeing with Assured, my big thing is I don't want to add any extra work for the team, right? Because the team already does a lot. And what you guys, you know, kind of created here, it's really straightforward. Yeah. And, and really, we all created this. This was fully collaborative effort. This was a lot of conversation. And it looks so simple. And I've had people say, well, of course you could just, anyone could put this together. But the fact is, it wasn't just anyone, it was people 
it was executive directors, caregivers, family members, the older adults themselves, long-term uh and here's the, I, put a list of, I pulled up some of the people here, but yeah, we've got a wide range that you that you know Mavericks collaborated with, and I think it finally was the first time that I can ever remember in this space that we had an actual collective group. It was not just a single mindset from inside the industry or medical professionals. This was a group of every kind of almost, not quite walk of life, but a. A, as a diverse group as we could put together um, that wanted to contribute. So that's why I think is, is why it became such a good product or good system. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's the beauty of how it got so simplified because we took the time. We mm -hmm. took a lot of time with this group. We worked through um, some issues around it. We worked through all of, all of the things to make this really be something simple yeah. so that people can adopt it. Now, of course, this is customizable. You, yeah. you could take it and say, oh, okay, well, at our community, we wanna do X, Y, and Z. Right. Fabulous, that means we've done our work. If right. you take this and you, you make changes, we've done our work. We've, exactly. That, at the end of the day, I'm happy. I can go to bed smiling at night. Well, and I want to go back to a stat that we've thrown around a lot in the last, I'd say about month here. And it was, um, you're gonna have to tell me what the name of the study, but it was a study that was done where 50% of the small sample size, mind you, I think it was about 2000 families, right? Give or take, if even that big, 50% mm -hmm. of them said they were not getting the information they needed. And 50%. And that's yeah. about, what 2000 surveys. So a thousand people. I mean, that blows my mind that we think 50% is good. Yeah. And this is where I go back to, I think it's a systems problem. I think that um, everyone is really busy in senior living, especially right now. But is that a good excuse though? I mean, I mean, no, no. Um, I, but I think it's the reality. Like okay. when we had Manda on here a few mm -hmm. weeks ago and, right. you know, she really just, um, I talked to executive directors and I can see they're so exhausted. They're just fried right now. Well, I think, but I guess also too, I think that we need to, to, to push then, I guess maybe it's higher ups, right? The CEOs, the CLOs that can get better involved in this process yeah. because your direct team, your EDs, your RNs, your DONs, your care staff, they need tools. Yes. Right. They need tools. Yeah. And, and what I would like people to kind of step back and reframe this as, mm -hmm. um, rather than saying, I, you know, I can't take on one more thing. Um, there's the idea of scheduling your priorities mm -hmm. and, um, and I, I'm not going to get all the words right, right at the moment, but the idea is that if you implement this, you actually make your life easier. Well, you make it easier, quicker for caregivers to communicate. And let's talk about that. How, so why would it be easier to me? This calendar looks like, wow, you know, I got, for, I mean, what do I say each day? Like what, what brief morning phone and update? What do I do? Like, what does that mean? Like, what, so if you, what does that mean? If you scroll, perfect question. If you scroll down, you'll probably have to flip the page again. Yeah, you gotta play with my. If you scroll down. So this is oh, day one. Okay. We So this is where Serenity took all of that amazing work that the team did. And we okay. built out each day. And okay. 
We did this because what Serenity is, is a HIPAA compliant conversation platform that lets your care staff communicate with family and keep them updated on their loved one. Um, this is particularly important when you can't trust mom or dad's self-report anymore. And by that, I mean, if you call up mom and mm -hmm. she says uh, they haven't showered me in days, I haven't been fed, no one comes to, um, you know, whatever, um, comes to see me. But right. that's not yeah. a thing right now. No. Um, so and you know that those things aren't true. So this helps alleviate the anxiety that gets created from that. And as a family member, when you, it, let's say you're out of state or you can't see mom right now, or, or you only see mom once a week because it's just where you are in your life. Right. What does that make you feel when, when all of a sudden you're like, they haven't, I haven't eaten or I haven't, you know, gotten a shower or I haven't gotten dressed. What does that do as a family member? Well, I've talked to family members who've had that experience and mm -hmm. they go ballistic. They get on the phone well, one of two things happen, actually. Okay. Get on the phone and they make a big fuss. And, you know, what the H is going on there or, you know, whatever. And and then someone gets, um, gets the brunt of that who probably doesn't deserve it. It's probably not true. It probably didn't happen. But someone's going to get the brunt of that. Or family. This is interesting. This is okay. there's a very interesting interesting psychology going on. Um, there are a lot of family members who will not say anything ever. And that's when you can look at that 80% of lawsuits. Yeah. Here, because what they do then is they keep it inside and then they'll, it, it's uh, the negativity bias is the psychological term for okay. it. We then begin to look for the negatives and we begin to look for, oh, they didn't do X, they didn't X, whatever. Or they lost pants in the laundry or they did this. And it just, they look for any of those dark spots, forget the bright spots, the dark yeah. spots in what's going on. That makes a lot of sense and interesting. Okay. That makes yeah. a lot of and, you know, we know this as you have kids, I have kids. Uh, so for parents out there, we know that it takes um, for every negative comment made, it takes five to 10 positives to overcome that. So when you have a negative thought about the care facility, but if they come back with five to 10 positive things that um, they can share with you about mom or dad's daily life over mm -hmm. the course of a week, then you have built a relationship with them. And yeah, yeah. the interesting thing is when I talk with, with executive directors, on occasion I'll get an executive director who says, I, I won't allow my care staff to uh, message with the family. And certainly they aren't doing it um, via text. And what I can tell you is I talk to a lot of caregivers too, and they are doing it. And the problem is you don't know it and they'll never tell you, but they want, they are so hungry for that communication to share what the, the bright spots, the beautiful moments are that the family's missing out on. So they're doing it anyway. So yeah, to get back to the book. So let's just take day one as an example. So in day one, this is kind of move in day and it's really about, okay, mom or dad, we've just transitioned them in. Family is thinking all these things like, oh, I hope they make friends. Am I doing the right thing? I feel so guilty. I feel so relieved. All of these things. 
And so we give you two ways that you can help alleviate that and start off on a really great foot. The first one is remind family who to contact with any initial questions and then encourage them to reach out. The second one is send a quick photo with a sentence. Yeah, just a quick sentence. That's it. So this goes back to kind of with the challenges of taking more time from the residents or the staff, right? Taking time away from them. So that's what's really cool here is you. I don't know if I lost Francis. I I think I lost me there. Okay, there we go. (laughs) uh, I mean, this takes away that burden though. You're not adding more work. You're giving them the tools. Yeah. Thank you. And to go back to that, that, Uh, time commitment, it is literally a one to two minute time commitment each day. So if that's not something that can be spared in order to build a trusted, um, transparent relationship with family, then I guess I would say, I would question, is this the right facility? And you actually have someone in one of your communities, Francis, that I had on a Serenity Engage Facebook Live this week. Um, who in part moved her mother from one facility to one of your facility, one of your homes because of lack of communication. And she directly says, and it's quoted in this book, she directly says that the whole system of we'll keep you posted, we'll keep you updated is broken. And I think that that's true. And it's very, very easy and quick to fix. For sure. And so this is what I love about what we've done here is we've taken this idea of this calendar 14 days and you've now put it on, you know, you've injected some some fire behind it to give just simple tips and tricks to make it simple. Yeah, it's very, very simple to do. The ebook is designed to literally walk you through. We go through each and every day. We give you examples of what to say. So we make it super easy. The, the ebook is worth downloading and just take a look at. And if you're interested, we are doing a webinar on the topic and we're going to dive even deeper into this. Um, I will say some recent statistics in addition to the one that Francis shared earlier. of families are are now saying they will choose a facility based on how well that community will um, communicate with them. I want to hit that real, hold on. We we have two 80%ers, 80% of lawsuits for the first two weeks, (laughs) and then 80% of families are going to pick a community based on communication. Yep. So, hey, listeners, viewers, anybody watching this, share with us what matters to you. Let us know how important communication is. Uh, Because my mom has said for a long time, communication in any relationship is. Is so important. (laughs) I think we keep losing Francis. Um, It is. It's 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 the basis of. So there's a there's a quote from um, Dr. Stephen Covey about uh, building trust. And I actually have it here and I want to show you these. Um, cool little cards that I have, and you can't probably see them, but these are little Serenity Moments cards with fun little quotes on them. But I want to read this one. This is from Stephen Covey, the book called uh, The Speed of Trust. Nothing is as fast as the speed of trust. Nothing is as fulfilling as the relationship of trust. Nothing is as inspiring as an offering of trust. 
And here's the kicker. Nothing is as profitable as the economics of trust. Nothing has more influence than a reputation of trust. So if you're a community and you want to increase your reputation, if you want to increase your move-ins, and if you want to really have solid relationships with the family that will actually end up, we're seeing this live in action, having... um, outcomes of better quality of life for your residents, then you want to start thinking about better communication. And I think that that's important here that we have to improve our communication. I mean, especially during COVID, it's amplifying the challenges of it. And and just this lack of knowing is almost equally as stressful. Of, yeah. You know, and, and we have to remember that it's a difficult, crappy decision to move somebody into a long-term care facility. And I blame that on the stigma we've created around it. We should look at this as a beautiful opportunity for this next stage, next chapter in life. And instead, for some reason, aging has this negative stereotype or connotation to it. And I blame that on poor communication. We've established that aging is eh right? And it should be celebrated. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it's communication is definitely a contributing factor there. And Colorado is really doing well with this. We have so many organizations that are trying to reframe the way we age. And, um, and we have some of those that we'll have on the Mavericks of Senior Living Facebook Lives coming up in the next few weeks. So we're excited. So uh, what Francis is showing here is the download page. We'll have a link to this. If you want the ebook, go check it out. Just just fill it out, and you'll get the ebook uh, sent directly to your email. Um, if you don't remember what we just showed you, there's a little sneak peek of the first day there. Feel free to check it out. And if you want, if anyone out there listening is interested in just some little inspirational quotes, I have this little packet. And I'm happy, whoops, don't know where my camera is. These there days. you go, there you go. I'm, I'm happy to send them. Uh, one of my favorite ones here is the beloved Robin Williams. No mm. matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. That's what I would like to say to everyone who's listening today. Well, I also think you can make a difference. One person can make a difference. And don't lose your voice. If you need something more from your parents' residence or your mom or your spouse or any of that, voice it out. Get out in front of it so that not only you reduce your stress, but you advocate for your best friend, for your loved one. And and don't just sit back and accept it as this is how it is. No, push them because you have a voice. Yes. Yep. And I think that's what, and it comes down to, and that we have to begin to recognize that the more we share, the more we showcase what's being done, the more we remove that curtain and pull back and show the benefits and the amazing things that the teams do in many of our long-term care, you know, residences. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can't really read it on the screen here, but the, the little speech bubble on the lower right-hand corner says the family there's a the myth is that the family will um, it's all the way down. Well, it's coming. Yeah, there we go. The myth is that the family is relieved to move mom or dad or spouse into 24 hour care. And while that is true, there there is some relief. Right. Um, 
studies have shown, and by the way, this ebook is fully research-based and we have all of the attributions to all of the research in the book. Um, studies have shown that while it gives, uh, it gives you a bit of relief initially, it does not consequently reduce the stress. And in fact, it often continues and may even worsen. And we can solve that. It's unnecessary and solvable with some very, very simple changes. Amazing. Amazing. And, and I think it goes back to transparency. We need facilities and residences and all that stuff to showcase what they're doing, to showcase and highlight the amazing things that are being done every single day. Yes. Extraordinary care is happening every day and family will never see it, even pre-COVID. Because when does family visit? Nights and weekends. What's happening at night? Sundowning, uh, staff shift changes, getting ready for bed. Think people are a little discombobulated. Same thing on the weekends. So if you want families to see the extraordinary care that you provide, give them a window. And let's, let's end with one of our famous questions for you. Oh, one, year, one year from today, what would you hope that we, the world, or anybody has learned um, from a year from now? You had to ask me my own question. I did. I did. I wasn't prepared. I know you weren't. That's why I figured we had to put a little, little, little spice in there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I really, really hope that people um, in general take the time to treasure what is important to them. Mm, That's what yeah. I hope. That's powerful. Yeah. That's, that's, what I hope. that's really powerful. And I think that's beautiful because I think it, it show, yeah, it gives us a moment of pause to, to recognize what is important. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it, it, it says a lot. So uh, hopefully everyone, we appreciate if you're watching this live or on, or on review. Awesome. Thank you so much. Share your comments with us. We're going to put the link in for the ebook uh, in both the comment section as well as the heading here in the description of the video. But make sure you check it out. Even if you're just you know, not interested at all, just dive a little deeper and understand what the communication can really be and why it matters and why it matters. Yeah. And if you're a family member, considering moving someone into long-term care, ask them if they, how they're going to communicate with you. Yeah. In an ideal world, I would like them to be using Serenity, of course, right. but I don't care what they use. Just ask them to communicate with you on a regular basis, photos, pictures, videos, something updated. Yes. Yeah. And remember you have a voice. They work with you. So collaborate on the success of whatever family member loved one is moving into that residence collaboration and communication are key which is why you're going to continue to see us dive a little deeper into communication stay tuned for a couple shows coming in october where we're going to have several members of our communication collaboration circle on while we talk about kind of next steps here taking this first 14 days and going even further so Catherine, as always, thank you for coming on. Thank you for the work that you did with, you know, Serenity and the ebook. And thank you for being a voice and a disruptor in long-term care. Thank you for that. And until next time, enjoy your weekend. And we look forward to next Friday where we have a very special author that's going to be with us. Until then, have a wonderful rest of your Friday.